Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Madeline Lefebvre. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hey, Madeline. Hi, how are you? We're good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Awesome. I like it. Well, let's get this show started. Tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? Well, I am a full-time uh, residential real estate agent, and I work primarily in Southeast Michigan. Awesome. So tell us a little bit, how, like, how in the world did you get into real estate? What did you do before <laughs> real estate? <laughs> <laughs> so as, as probably most people, I think, in this industry, it's always a funny story or a weird story of how we got into it. <laughs> uh, so real estate was not uh, technically something I ever considered getting into, um, growing up originally, I wanted to be a veterinarian and, uh, that didn't pan out because I passed out when I see blood. So oh. that wasn't going to work. <laughs> uh, I went to school, I got my bachelor's degree, uh, in health science with a minor in exercise science and a concentration in pre-physical therapy. So, uh, originally I was going to pursue a doctoral degree in physical therapy after that. Uh, but then kind of just reevaluating my life and looking at, you know, I paid my way through school going, do I want to go to school for another three years and get into more debt before I can even really start working in my field? Or do I want to, you know, see what else is out there? Yeah. Uh, so I, I chose, let's see what else is out there. <laughs> and um, come to find out pretty quickly, there's not a lot that you can do with a bachelor's degree in science and all those crazy things I just said. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of career opportunities without pursuing some kind of graduate degree. So then I was open to looking at, you know, other fields um, and just kind of keeping an open mind about everything. And this opportunity kind of just fell into my lap. Um, I went in for an interview, believe it or not, actually, to be a mortgage loan officer. That's what I thought I was going for the interview for. And it turned out to be I'm sitting in this interview being asked why I would want to be a real estate agent. And I said, well, I, I don't. <laughs> so long story short, uh, I listened to what they had to say. I thought it was, you know, something that would fit my personality and my background. And so I decided to just jump right in and go for it. And five years later, here I am. And I also met my husband that way, actually, on that day of the interview. So I would say it was definitely meant to be in yeah. many ways. That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like it. So when you joined into real estate, you joined on a team then to start? Yes, okay. I did. I did. Yes. It was um, a different team than I'm with now. It was um, originally um, in-network real estate was the team that I was with who eventually became um, Keller Williams Central. Mm -hmm. And I was with them for a couple of years. And then um, I transferred over to True Realty, which is where I am now, um, which was started by one of my mentors, Craig Ward. Um, and so I love it there. We're a small little team. Now we have, um, I think we're at nine agents total and a few of those are part-time. So it's very much like a family feel. It's, it's not a giant team. Um, like a lot of teams out there, which nothing wrong with that, but I like having the kind of the smaller family feel and, you know, that way when I need something or when someone else needs something, it doesn't feel like, you know, a burden to run around and ask for help. It's like, we want to help yeah. each other out because, you know, we care about each other. So yeah, I'm really, really happy there at True. Awesome. Did you get any advice when you first started out that kind of stuck with you through the last five years? I think the biggest thing um, for me is never miss an opportunity to tell people about, you know, what you do um, or remind people about what you do. Because there's kind of like two examples of that. Like I'm amazed by the amount of business that I've gotten just by 
in conversation with people maybe I've never even met before and just being like, oh yeah, what do you do? I'm a real estate agent. And you know, those people being like, oh really? Okay, well, I want to buy a house. But like literally happened to me at um, jury duty. I, I got two <laughs> clients just by going to jury duty, the most random thing. That's um, awesome. Yeah, exactly. And then the reminding people part, like as much as you would think people, oh, remember that you're in real estate mm -hmm. or whatever it is, you know, that you're in, um, but people forget. I mean, people have other priorities and things going on in their lives. So it's never, you can never remind people too much of what you do so that they can think of you and be the top of mind when the time does come. Yeah. Speaking of reminding people that you are in real estate, what's your favorite way to market right now? Um, honestly, I do a lot of like word of mouth stuff, really, which I know is is uncommon in today's day and age. I think, you know, more so people are big into the social media. I, I don't do a ton with that. Sh should I do better with that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but primarily I, I use my personal Facebook page and I just will share. I, I am really good about sharing like, you know, past sales. Sometimes when I get really busy, I don't do it. But like just sharing, hey, here's this closing, here's that closing. That way people are seeing it. And, yeah. and they're thinking of it more. Um, I've also reached out to people like through direct messenger and Facebook just to kind of, you know, cause we all have a billion friends on Facebook. And so just to reconnect with people and be like, Hey, by the way, I'm sure you don't need anything, but I'm a real estate agent in case you do. And I've had people reach out to me that way. So I would say Facebook primarily, um, I, ha I don't do a lot with like the Google ads or anything like that yet. Um, there's still time I might, but honestly, it's, it's more so I, I get a lot of referrals from past clients. That's awesome. Madeline, mm -hmm. what is the worst property or showing that you have been to? <laughs> what we can probably spend about an hour going through stories. We so love well, these stories, <laughs> but obviously we don't have that much time. Uh, I mean, there's just been so many crazy gross houses, which that's, that's a lot of them are just gross like just nasty. Um, but I, that one is not, you know, I could, I couldn't single out one in that category, but I will say <laughs> there was one showing that was kind of the most bizarre. So, um, I was going to show a vacant house and, you know, pictures, there's nothing in there. It's, you know, it's not even staged completely empty in the pictures, even going to schedule an appointment, automatic confirmation, which typically means no one's living there. Mm -hmm. So I go there with my clients who have a toddler and a baby in, you know, like a baby carrier and, um, we walk into the house, we're talking, I'm pretty loud. It's hard to miss that I'm there. Um, we're going room to room and we go into the master bedroom. I'm leading the way. And all of a sudden I see, well, first of all, a bed, which was not there in the pictures and a man sleeping in the bed. So <laughs> not knowing anything else about this, I'm like, okay, there, there's a squatter in this house. So I like automatically, I'm like, all right, I need to get my clients out of here. Like mm -hmm. we're in danger. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I slowly turn around and I just like signal to my clients to get out of the room. And then I'm just like, you know, trying to get them out of the house. And I'm like whispering, I'm like, there's somebody in the house. We gotta go. So we get out, <laughs> lock the doors. Well, Turns out I, I called the agent, uh, the listing agent, and apparently it was a nephew of the owners who was living there to, you know, huh. keep up with the house. But I'm like, you might want to let people know yeah. there's <laughs> someone there, especially when we've been in the house for 20 minutes and they have not stirred. And this was at probably like 12 noon. Okay. This wow. is not 8 a.m. where someone would normally <laughs> And be he sleeping, was sleeping. So. so he probably yeah. didn't even know you guys were there. No, 
and that's the funniest part is he had no idea that we came in and went. So yeah, that was probably the craziest. Um, and luckily it wasn't a true slaughter and it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you never know with those situations, especially when you're bringing your client in too, to see the house with their kids, you never know. So better be safe than sorry. Absolutely. (laughs) Go ahead. You go ahead. If you could start over today, what was one thing that you would change? Um, well, probably start even sooner, um, okay. based on, you know, kind of my journey to get here. Um, obviously more time in the market would only benefit me. So mm-hmm. start sooner if I could have, um, and then also, you know, spend more time, um, nurturing warm leads, people who actually want to work with you and spend less time chasing the cold leads. Um, I did a lot, you know, especially in my early days, which I'm grateful for the experience that I had, but I did a lot of business with like Zillow leads and things like that. People who don't know you from Adam, you know, they're just, you get connected with them on the internet. And granted, I've had a ton of great experiences with people like that, which is wonderful, but I spent a lot of time chasing down those people and doing all kinds of follow-up with them. And it's like, well, they don't know you, so why would they want to work with you? Better to spend time, you know, with the people who do want to work with you and know you, and then yeah. they'll send you even more referrals. Do you have a good way of recognizing if it's a good lead or a bad lead right off the bat? Or do you kind of just have to play it out and see how it goes? I mean, you definitely have to play it out and see how it goes, but I think that the initial conversation, especially if we're talking about like a cold lead, right? Um, <laughs> you can tell pretty quickly in a conversation yeah. whether it's going to be a good fit or not. Um, you know, if, if people are nice and cause that's, that's the thing with me and my personality is I really try to connect with people, especially if it is on the phone where they can't see you. Um, you know, it's really important to come off as warm and nurturing and, and, you know, as opposed to being cold and standoffish, people are going to appreciate that more. So I think if, if you have a good connection and the first phone call with them, more likely to be a good lead as opposed to if they're pretty quick and like, okay, I just want to see this house. Yes. No, you know, <laughs> short answer, stuff like that. As you can already tell yeah. things are not going good. That being said, I mean, there are some times where it seems like it, it's a good lead and then it turns out, you know, cause the average, you know, people in the market, they don't know how things work. They might seem really nice. And then it turns out, Oh, well, we already have an agent. I was just calling you cause they didn't answer the phone. You know, right. <laughs> it's always an adventure. That's for sure. <laughs> Speaking that's awesome. of that, I know the cold leads too. Do you see at all, like the people who maybe are new time home buyers, they don't know the process. So they contact you before they're pre-approved. Does that turn into a good lead or is those, are those typically bad leads? They're like, I want to really see this depends. House. Yeah. It, it, it really depends. I would say um, more often if they aren't, there's more of a likelihood that it's not going to pan into anything. But yeah. then again, you know, maybe it's just not now is the right time. And then you can kind yeah. of follow up with them and nurture that lead and get them connected with someone to get pre-approved. And then maybe a year from now, because the funny thing is I have had that happen mm-hmm. with like cold leads. I actually had a few closing this year where it was somebody I connected with two or three years ago, even who reached back out to me and, you know, I had met them through the internet and they're like, Hey, <laughs> we're ready to go now. If you are, I'm like, okay. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Sign us up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm pretty good with, you know, if I connect with someone and it, even if it is a cold lead or not, and they're not pre-approved, I can just direct them over to someone who can help them and, you know, probably put them in a better place than if they came to me with a pre-approval already. Because a lot of times yeah. that's, you know, with the credit union or, you know, somebody else that's that yeah. good. And I'll probably redirect them anyways. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. What's your favorite business book? 
So it's not necessarily like a business book, but it's, it's self-help. So it falls in the same category. Um, it's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Um, and I'm going to totally butcher the author's name, but his <laughs> name is Shad Helmsetter. Extremely unique name. It sounds um, right it, to it, me. Yeah. Yeah, it, we don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I could have completely made up that name. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's about, um, you know, the power of um, your thoughts and even like your subconscious and, you know, how what you're saying to yourself inside your mind is basically reinforcing your subconscious mind and the way that, you know, basically your mind projects to yourself who you are. And it talks about ways to change that and work on that. Um, and the author actually has um, a website and has like podcasts and affirmations and stuff. So I've followed um, more of his work as well. And I found that really helpful because business or not, we all need help with that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And especially in yeah. this business, I feel like mindset is huge. If you don't think you're going to do great, you're probably not going to do great. You have to have that mindset. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of you kind of going into this too. You were sitting down for an interview for a different position. How was your mindset then compared to how it is now? Did that transition pretty quickly? Yeah, it did. I mean, honestly, yeah. from, from that time, from like that question, of course, I was kind of like completely thrown off, but you know, it was a matter of a day or so, I think between making the decision I wanted to go for it and jumping right into studying for my license. And then once I was licensed, what a week later, it was like, okay, go out and show your first house, go out and write your first offer. It was just like, yeah. I didn't really have time to think about much else. It was just, okay, here we go. Which honestly, I think that's the best way to do it. And I'm glad that it went that way, even though it wasn't exactly at all what I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I need to know, like, did you ever figure out how you went from, uh, going for a mortgage interview to real estate. <laughs> Did you ever figure that well, out? <laughs> it, I think it was like a miscommunication kind of thing. It was, oh, um, okay. I, I worked with previously, they had like, a, you know, two brothers. One was the, the, you know, the mortgage loan officer and then the other was the oh, real okay. estate broker. So it was all kind of in the same building. Uh -huh. So I think it was just uh, the person who was supposed to interview me couldn't be there. So had someone else stand in for me, but the message got mixed up and they were just interviewing me for the wrong thing. <laughs> well, now you're that's what I think. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I like that story better. That story yeah. sounds perfect. It worked out. I mean, it you're here, did. so. <laughs> uh, yeah, no complaints. That's awesome. Well, how can people get a hold of you? Probably the easiest way um, is, is by phone. Um, most people love to text, uh, and so do I, quite frankly. So that's <laughs> probably the, the fastest way. Otherwise, if you call me, I will answer my phone unless I'm in front of somebody. And if I am, I will call you right back. That's probably the best way. Um, email, I, I get 8 million of those, just like everybody else. But I do my very best to, to see them and respond to them quickly. And then otherwise, I, I am on Facebook. I do have a business page and I get those direct messages um, Then my personal Facebook page. And I don't have a, a business uh, Instagram yet. That's in the works for uh, for early next year. But I yeah, like I would it. say the best way is, is probably via phone. That's awesome. Hey, who says you can't start today? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. What's the name going to be? I'm going to go check it out now. I mean, I, I think you're going to do it till later today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's it's awesome. still in the works. It's still in the works. Okay, okay. Well, we'll look in it. We'll look in a couple months. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on and starting our story with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Hello. Hello. Are you Hello? there? 
Are you there? Are you there? Hey guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.